All right, welcome to the Mind Over Macros podcast. I am your host, Mike Milner, and I appreciate you guys being here with me today. So I finally got a podcast. It's been a long time coming. I uh, This is something I've wanted to do for a really long time, and I kept telling myself that I would wait until I was able to put a little recording studio in my apartment, and then I'm going to be moving soon. So I just kept push, pushing it off. And um, just a quick side tangent, that's a, it's a good uh, lesson for people who, when you really want to do something, there's never a perfect time. So just do it. Like Every time you think about, I will do this when XYZ happens, you're just telling yourself excuses and you're believing your own excuses. And the reality is you're either scared to take action or you're just not quite ready to do it. Uh, but the point is that I was telling myself that there was this perfect time to be able to start a podcast and everything needed to be all set up and everything needed to be in order and ready to go. And the truth is that I just needed to take action and get it done. So finally, after a long while of wanting to do this, I'm here and we're getting started. Uh, and I thought for the first episode, it would be kind of cool for you guys to hear my story. Uh, I know I've talked about it before on different platforms, but just to give an overview of first who I am and why I do what I do and just the whole journey. And there's, I think that a lot of people can relate to it. And there's a lot of uh, takeaways just from my own experiences and, and what led me to this path and um, the vision that I have for myself and my business and helping other people and kind of the whole progression and how that unfolded. So I'm going to start from the very beginning and, and talk about how I kind of grew up and um, the evolution through, uh, you know, my whole fitness journey, through my professional journey. Uh, so basically, I was an athlete my whole life, and I was just that kid who wanted to play sports, didn't matter what it was, just get me outside or on a basketball court, on a soccer field, and I was happy as can be. I, I played sports my whole life, um, grew up with them. I, I had identified as an athlete, you know, from the time I was really young, all the way through high school and into college. But, you know, something with regards to like a lot of people have issues with dieting from a very young age. And that definitely wasn't me because I was so active. Like I legitimately never had to worry about food when I was younger, um, so much so that I remember my best friend and I would come home from practice and we would legitimately order two full two large Domino's deep dish pizzas and we would we'd have one for ourselves. So he would eat a full you know, eight slices and I would have a full eight slice. And we just never thought anything of it. We were so active uh, and we were obviously young and just, you know, playing sports and it, and it didn't matter. It never crossed my mind that I had to think or consider about the foods that I was consuming. And that kind of carried on through high school. Um, I, I was just, you know, fortunate to have that, you know, young, healthy metabolism and being super active and not having to worry about what I was eating and didn't even it was not even something that was on my radar at the time and all the way through high school I continued playing sports and uh, that carried over into college and I was you know doing intramural sports I went to University of Maryland you know would play soccer basketball flag football you name it um, and obviously the college experience for me was part educational and part having some fun so definitely got into more drinking and uh, partying, you know, just taking advantage of the college experience. But the downfall with that was I developed some really poor habits. And once the organized sports stopped, 
the habits and that I had picked up didn't stop. And so for the first time in my life, I really just was confused about who I was because I didn't have, I didn't have sports to kind of identify with. And I had all these habits of drinking and partying and just eating nonsense. And it really felt like it happened overnight that, you know, for somebody who's never had to worry about weight or how they look or how they feel. And all of a sudden I'm like, I went from, you know, an athletic 170, 180 pounds to, you know, almost 250. And, and it really felt like it was an overnight transformation. Like I just couldn't. And I, and it was funny. There's, there's a time that kind of sticks out when I was at Maryland and I went to play basketball after taking some time off. And one of the guys I used to play with was like, made a comment about my weight. And I just, I w- it was so like outside of the realm of possibility for myself. I, I just kind of shook it off. I'm like, why would he say something about my weight? That's weird. Like I didn't even think that it was anything. Uh, but so obviously, you know, the, the process was a gradual one, but it did feel like an, an overnight thing that happened. So here I am um, just, you know, finished, finished school, um, trying to figure out what to do with my life, not comfortable with how I look physically not comfortable with how I feel, um, not wanting to be seen by, you know, all my friends that that I grew up with and family members and just feeling like, you know, I had to pretty much hide. And um, so I would turn down like, you know, my friends would get together and I'm like, you know what, I, I'm, I'm busy. I can't make it. Um, going home uh, to see my family was was uncomfortable, even though they were like the least judgmental people ever. And, and I was, you know, very fortunate for that. But still, I just you know, obviously it was an internal struggle. So I didn't want to um, go home for holidays and that sort of thing. And um, it was something that I just tried to avoid, you know, seeing people because I knew that, you know, if they saw me now, uh, I, I looked nothing like the person that they knew. And and obviously that was my own internal struggle. But that those were like the, you know, the real thoughts going through my head. So it was like, how can I basically um, hide myself from the people that care about me the most? And, you know, I just... I was looking for a way to fix it. And I think, you know, what I decided to do, it was pretty much I wanted to, my motivation was really, I want to be able to go hang out with my friends again. I want to be comfortable around my family again. And, you know, one of the biggest things was I wanted to get back out on the basketball court and I wanted to to play sports again. But I felt like I couldn't at my size and, and just, you know, was telling myself all these stories that I needed to lose a certain amount of weight to be accepted or to be able to to compete again or or you know just get back out on the court again and you know sometimes we we really believe these stories so deeply that like that becomes our reality so that became my reality i was like how can i get rid of this weight as quickly as possible i didn't care what method it was just you know let me figure this out and that led me down the path of excessive cardio and basically crash dieting. So I remember like the very first thing that I ever read about nutrition and it was it was like a piece of equipment that I bought and I can't remember it was kind of like a treadmill but not really and it came with like this manual that had a little guide on nutrition um, in the back of it and and it was basically like you know a starvation diet and so I'm like whatever this you know this equipment seems legit I'm gonna jump on this thing an hour a day. I'm going to eat what they tell me to eat. I'm going to drink. It was like, you know, basically drink all this ice cold water all day and just 
eat as few calories as possible. So that's what I did. And I remember getting down to under 200 pounds and feeling like so accomplished, like I knew I could do this, you know, it wasn't even that bad. And then I felt like because my motivation was to get back out and and hang out with my friends again and, you know, see my family again, but I didn't actually fix anything about my habits and I didn't actually learn anything about myself. So it was really easy. Like once I broke through that plateau or once I got to that, you know, you know, seeing less than 200 on a scale, everything else just went out the window and I fell right back into drinking and not paying attention to what I was eating because I felt like I had just made it. Like that was it. I accomplished what I needed to do. And of course, you know, weight came back on and I just felt like I'm back in that same spot. I can't believe this. So I'm like, it's okay. Now I know what to do. I have experience. I just did it. So now I can go back through those same motions that got me to where I needed to be. And that's exactly what I did. I went through the same exact process. And once again, we'll get back under 200 pounds. I'm like, all right, done. And, you know, for anybody that's experienced yo-yo dieting, uh, it's it's a vicious cycle because in in your mind, you were successful because you got weight off. So, you know, it's something that I ask clients all the time. And, you know, what was your dieting history? And a lot of times it's like, well, I tried, you know, whatever, Weight Watchers. I tried paleo. I tried keto. And they worked. But then, you know, I gained all the weight back. And by definition, they didn't work. But we think they did because of the short-term success. So that was my exact thought process. Like I, I, I figured it out. And I'm just not I'm just not doing what I need to do to maintain it. Uh, but I didn't actually change anything about my habits and my actions. So it was this vicious cycle. And I remember going through that like three or four times when I when I just got fed up and um, you know tried to find a different way. Eventually, I got into a I had moved and um, I found a, a gym that basically was like nothing that I, you know I, I was only doing cardio and so this gym was like more of a boot camp style. And the owner talked about, you know, how lifting weights is the key to getting the body composition you want and, you know, how you can build muscle and lose fat and look better naked and basically saying all the things that I wanted to hear. And I'm like, oh, okay, I've just been doing it wrong. This, this is what I need. So I started doing these boot camp classes and I really, I really enjoyed, um, you know, it was the first time that I had really any structured weight training or resistance training. And I just liked the fact that I could notice changes in myself um, from a strength standpoint because, you know, being an athlete, it, it, you know, there's a competitive nature there. So I liked the fact that I could go in and use, you know, 40-pound dumbbells one day and then next week I could pick up 50-pound dumbbells. Like that to me showed progress and that was important for me at the time. And I still had no idea what I was doing with nutrition um, at that point, I had kind of developed the the weekend warrior t- style of of eating, where you know I would you know do my thing like super low calorie on the during the weekend, and the weekends were just like a complete shit show. Like same you know college habits of of drinking all weekend and brunch and mimosas and you know going out and just completely destroying any any chance of progress. But I didn't know any better and. So I started doing these boot camp classes and eventually the owner, you know, had had this challenge that was coming up and it was like this new year, new you challenge. So it was right around, you know, right before the new year's and basically it was like, 
we're going to give a, I think it was like $1,000 to the person that transforms their body the most in six weeks. And it was basically like, um, you're going to do a body fat scan. We're going we're gonna to test your muscle mass and we're going to test your body fat loss. And we're going to see who has the biggest difference throughout six weeks. And then that person's going to win $1,000. And he was also going to provide a nutrition plan. So this was the first time that I had any sort of introduction to nutrition. And um, I remember it was like, you know, the, these are like download my fitness pal. Here's how you track macros. Uh, and it ended up being like a 1600 calorie plan with a little like intermittent fasting protocol in there. And it was like, you know, a grocery list and here are all the things you need to buy. And I like, I told myself it was all about that $1,000 prize. Like, this is why I'm doing it. Like, finally, I have the motivation and the incentive that I need to go all in on this. And so, you know, I could basically use that as an excuse if anybody asked me, like, why are you so crazy right now? Like, you're, you know, you're eating, you you know, you you don't want to go out to eat. And when you do go out to eat, you have like a very limited um, menu option that you can pick from. And like, and I just... In my mind, I'm like, okay, but it's all about that $1,000 prize and, and people can appreciate that. Like I'm just doing this to to win. And so that was, you know, the excuse that I told myself and how I rationalized it. And, you know, I just completely bought into like this grocery list is like the Mecca. I can't touch any other food. I can't drink. I have to stay 100% clean and just like, you know, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to win. And, you know, I saw... Um, crazy, you know, my, my body composition changed. I got super lean. Like I went from, I think I got down to like 160, which was probably lower than I was even in like high school and college. And, um, and I was just like, you know, this is it. Um, uh, you know, it's all about, you know, it's all about clean eating and it's all about being super restrictive and just having the willpower to, to say no to alcohol and to say no to, you know, basically, any enjoyable food and like, you know, it's okay that I haven't gone out with my friends in a long time. It's okay that, you know, I haven't seen my family in a long time because I'm doing this because, you know, I want to be healthy. And so I remember a conversation that I had with my sister and she was expressed some concerns and, you know, she's actually a psychologist who treats eating disorders. And, and she was like, you know, have you ever heard of orthorexia? I was like, no. And, and I, uh, you know, went and, and looked it up and I'm like, I, I got all defensive. I'm like, I can't believe she would have said that to me. But, um, you know, it was like, it was just so spot on and I, I had no idea what was happening. But, you know, the thing that we all know about that stuff is the more restrictive you are, um, it's like pulling the pendulum back in one direction, the harder it's going to swing in the other direction. And trust me, <laughs> it swung hard. Like I would have the most epic binge sessions I would crush pizza, ice cream. Like once I slipped up a little bit, it was just game over. And uh, and that was another cycle that I went through. So, you know, I would just basically my solution would be I just got to be better. I just have to have more willpower. Um, I didn't I didn't win the contest. I didn't win the thousand dollars and I didn't actually learn anything along the way. I remember actually. So the, the nutrition plan was like sixteen hundred calories. And I remember um you know, having to having to take my temperature because, you know, taking your, your, your body temperature is kind of a sign of your metabolic rate. And mine was like crazy low. I was like, that can't be good. And um, so I told the guy and he was like, just add a, add a tablespoon of peanut butter in the morning. You'll be fine. And like that was, you know, 
knowing what I know now, like, you know, what are we adding another 95 calories? Like that's not really going to do anything. But um, so it left me more confused. It left me in just a terrible place mentally with uh, with food, my relationship with food, my relationship with my body. Because the thing about going through that process and that contest was that every single time I got leaner, so every single like 10-pound mark, like I got to 200, now I just want 190. I got to 190, now I just want 180. Every single milestone, it was never good enough. And I was never lean enough and I never looked good. It was just... There were so many internal issues going on that were being ignored, and I just kept putting this this external expectation or this validation. It just I was not addressing the real issue whatsoever, and all I did was develop more disordered patterns of you know a more disordered relationship with food, with my body. You know, I I really put a lot of relationships in jeopardy. Like I, you know, was married at the time and it definitely caused some issues in my relationship with my wife at the time. And it definitely caused some issues with my family and, you know, my friends, obviously they wanted to see me like, why was, why was I choosing, you know, fish and broccoli over them? It doesn't make a lot of sense, but, um, you know, so obviously every experience comes with a lesson and I don't regret any decision. I don't believe in that. I feel like, you know, we, we make the decisions we make based on the information we have at the time. And then going through that, we gain new information and then we can make a better decision moving forward. So I, you know, I look at everything that I, that I went through up until that point. Um, it really kind of set the foundation for being able to relate so deeply to what other people go through. And so I say this all the time, but like wherever you're at in your journey, whatever you're going through, I've been through it. Uh, and, you know, I've been on both ends of that. I've been on the, um, you know, extremely overweight side and I've been on the extremely, you know, lean and, and obsessive side and and everywhere in between. And so after, after um, you know, realizing that I really had a problem in that, you know, I was I was heading down a path of just, you know, cutting out the things that were meaningful in my life for, for nothing. Like there was nothing that I was getting out of that process. And so, um, I felt like at that point, I'm a smart enough guy. I can figure this out on my own. Like I really need to educate myself because going through those processes and, and trying to fit into someone else's way of doing things and just blindly following a program, you really don't learn much about yourself at all. I didn't connect to what my body was telling me. I ignored it most of the time. Uh, you know, the the fatigue and just the psychological impact that it had on me. I was just really good at burying that deep and pretending like it didn't happen. And, you know, you don't learn about yourself. So um, sometimes it just takes kind of hitting rock bottom before you have that wake-up call. And I realized, like, I can – I can learn some things on my own. I'm, I'm smart enough and I care about myself enough to take that step. And so um, I started learning more more about strength training and I actually started working with one of the guys who um, at the gym, he was the head trainer there. And I started doing more like personal training and just wanting to get stronger and reading about, you know, the benefits of, of building muscle and, and kind of I just kind of got um, really engaged in the whole education side of it. And the same thing with nutrition. I was done trying to play the guessing game or like just 
believing so strongly in a, a grocery list of foods that could be like the only foods that I eat. And so that um, led me to, you know, first I got my personal trainer certification through NASM. And then I just started really like going in on the nutrition side. And I also got um, through NASM the fitness nutrition specialist um, certification. So I kind of did those things to give myself some uh, foundation for what I needed to do for myself. It was really basically selfish um, at the time to just learn how to get out of this hole that I was in. And what I learned was basically that I was doing everything wrong and I really needed to change my mindset first. And I really needed to understand that there wasn't going to be a quick fix. It wasn't going to be, you know, how can I overhaul everything overnight? Um, I had to buy into the long game. And um, so I kind of, you know, through the education process of learning about nutrition, um, so I started strength training more and I really fell into the IIFYM camp. So for those that don't know, if it fits your macros, basically is like, it doesn't matter what kind of food you eat, as long as it fits your macros, you're good. And I went like all in on that concept. So I just was like, you know, it makes so much sense. Like it's all about calories in versus calories out the law of thermo thermodynamics. And that's definitely true. Uh, but I was like, you know, classic showing off because I could eat pop tarts and get leaner and, and, and build muscle. And, you know, I was all in on the, you know, rice crispy treats and donuts and pop tarts and like, I can make it fit my macro. So it's all good. Like, I didn't care that, you know, my gut hated me and like how, again, like connecting to your body, how you actually feel your mood. Like I was, you know, crashing at like five o'clock. And at that time I had started teaching boxing classes. And I remember like I would have early morning classes and I'd have an afternoon class and I'd go back for an evening session. And by, by like my five o'clock session, I was just done. Like I could barely drag myself off the couch and I didn't connect the dots between, you know, how like my mood, my energy levels, my digestion, uh, basically looking at my own biofeedback. Um, now that's something that I do with everybody. And that's really like the most important thing. But at the time, I had no idea that any of that mattered. So, um, yeah, I fell into that IFYM camp and so much so that I like found a company that basically was like a macros company and I started working for them as a nutrition coach. Um, and, and I got just really passionate about trying to help people because of the, you know, disordered eating and, and the orthorexia and just being so hyper-focused on clean foods. Like I wanted to help spread the word that it's okay to have Pop-Tarts and it's okay to have donuts and it's okay to have foods that you enjoy and that there is a balance. But I took it too far and I just like I, I bought into it was all about quantity and quality didn't matter. And so, you know, kind of the evolution from there is obviously I, I continued to educate myself. I became basically like a certifications whore. So like any any certification related to nutrition, I was on it, you know, precision nutrition, um, NCI, NASM, IS, ISSN, like whatever it was. I needed to jump in and just continue learning. And, you know, my my whole philosophy has completely evolved now. Um, obviously, I believe strongly in quality just as much as quantity. And and really the overall – the overarching takeaway was that you have to look at the individual because, 
you know, when we get so focused on the science and what studies say and what the data reports, they're just showing an average or the mean. It doesn't it breaks down on the individual level. So, you know, we can look at intermittent fasting versus just a calorie deficit and we can recite what the data shows and what studies say, but that is totally irrelevant when you're looking at one individual because how does that fit within the context of their life? And that's the most important thing. And then listening to your body, connecting to what's your body telling you, your biofeedback, you know, how do you feel eating carbs versus fats? You know, how do you feel doing CrossFit versus, you know, HIT versus bodybuilding versus powerlifting? Like all these things are so unique to the individual. And what I what I learned is that nobody's the same. Nobody's going to respond the same to the same protocol. So yes, it's great to look at studies and, and understand what, what the data shows, but it just kind of gives us an idea of of a, of a tool that we can use in our toolbox to help the individual. And so, you know, working for that, that macros company, I realized that we're really doing a disservice by ignoring the individual, by trying to place everybody into one box. And that never works. And, you know, the success rate is very, very, very low when you do it that way. Um, and so, you know, I became passionate about the individual, like what I wish that I had when I was going through my struggle. So I, I definitely wanted to get over the roadblock of and that mental block of, you know, food is either good or bad. So putting a morality on food. So I needed to get over that. Uh, but I also wanted to learn, you know, what works for me. I also wanted to learn what makes me feel my best. So like now, if I don't like if I'm not eating enough vegetables, I feel that I can actually feel that I haven't had enough vegetables when, you know, I go on, like if I'm traveling and I'm just, you know, or a couple of days go by that I, you know, I'm busy and I, and I don't get enough in, like I notice a difference. So connecting to your own biofeedback, reconnecting with what your body is telling you. And, you know, it just became a passion of mine to help people along the way to really figure out what they respond best to. And it has to start with the internal work has to start with the mindset. Um, you know, we can't think about how quickly can we get from point A to point B. Uh, we really have to look at it as there is no finish line. So we're in this to, you know, to learn about ourselves, to grow each day, to evolve and to understand ourselves better. Um, and it really has to start from the mindset, from the internal, and then we can, you know, let the external be a nice side effect of that. Um, so, you know, that kind of gives you a sense of my evolution and, and how, you know, all the stuff that I've been through to kind of get me to where I am today and, and why I'm so passionate about what I do. Um, you know, some of the biggest, you know, takeaways, just like I said, the individual is most important. And then the other thing is that when I was going through my weight loss journey, there was no number that was going to ever be good enough. And so trying to place, you know, your happiness attached to what the scale is going to say. It, it just does. You have to. You have to love yourself now, and you can love yourself now and still want to improve. So those things don't have to be mutually exclusive. You can still want to get better, but you have to appreciate and love yourself right now, exactly as you are. Um, and then you can look at, uh, you know, growing each day and learning each day and, and how to get better. But for me, it was just, you know. I was ignoring so many internal struggles, so many um, issues that I was just burying down. Like, 
you know, relationship issues and identity issues that I needed to address those first because I was trying to to use that that external goal as the thing that was going to make me happy. So I'll be happy when I'm, you know, 190, when I'm 180, and it was never going to be good enough. Um, so understanding that we have to address those deep-rooted issues first um, and and stop trying to place, you know, an external validation on your happiness and then also that you're a unique individual. So find, you know, you kind of have to find what works best for you through experience and, you know, through working with a qualified coach who's going to take you through that process of individualized coaching and and learning how to reconnect to your body and listening to what your body's saying and, and understanding what makes you feel your best. Uh, and so that's the, the biggest takeaway that I want you all to get from from this story, from my story, um, and if there's anything that I can do to help you along the way, uh, shoot me a DM, send me an email. I'm always happy to chat. Um, I really appreciate you guys all tuning in. And if you can do me a favor, and if you appreciate this episode or enjoy what I have to say, uh, get me a five-star rating and review on iTunes, and then take a screenshot of this of yourself listening to this episode. Take a screenshot right now, post it on Instagram, and tag me at Coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And I will talk to you guys soon.